Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, a ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8 catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am one of your hosts here, Mike Falkenstein, bringing you another interview episode for this, the 85th episode of the podcast. And I'm very thankful that uh, you all are with me today for this episode. I think we've got a very good episode for you. And uh, as we're here in now early July, I uh, hope everyone is having a very good summer. Uh, it is definitely my favorite time of the year. You know, here in Colorado where we live, actually the uh, winter, although not harsh, is a very long time period. Like we can have snow from September to May. Literally in the last three years, we've had uh, snow in May here in Denver area. And so we really look forward to the summer uh, when we get a chance to do it. And so, uh, yeah, there's vacations and pool and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, just getting done with the uh, Independence Day holiday. And so it's, uh, it's a fun time. So I hope that you all are being blessed this summer as well with the great weather and time with family and time with friends and uh, getting a little time away from work. So anyway, so yeah, so we've got another interview episode for you. Um, I was introduced to Brian Etzminger uh, through a mutual friend of ours who is interested in uh, missions, all things missions. And so Brian is the host for a uh, another podcast called the Engaging Missions Podcast. And so you can learn about his podcast at engagingmissions.com. And so we just began kind of corresponding and uh, he actually came onto the Made for Missions podcast. And then I actually then did an interview the next day for his podcast that'll be coming out in um, October. And so this is a guy, I just love these kind of stories and these kind of guys. I really hope I get to meet Brian personally at some point. And so he's a guy that's actually a pet food employee, pet food company guy, and uh, just has a real heart for missions, uh, talks about actually in the podcast, these two gaps that need to be addressed kind of in the Christian world, right? First, that God is doing some amazing things that we don't hear about. And so he just said, hey, how is it that I can you know, get out some of these stories. And secondly, sometimes the people who are seeing these things, meaning the the things that are happening out in the mission field, things that God is doing, you know, people who are seeing these things happen don't have an opportunity to share with, uh, you know, what they've seen. And so how cool is that, by the way, that a guy who's just a, you know, Christian guy says, hey, I'm kind of good at some of the, you know, the the technical parts of, you know, audio recording and 
and I've got the equipment and I'm going to do something uh, with that. And so, uh, and so he uses his podcast to share these stories of, of how missionaries have felt called into ministry. Some of the actual stories of on the ground, you know, what God is doing. And I just love that because I think far too many are just kind of sitting on the sidelines, not really sure, you know, how to be involved. And here's a guy that's getting in there. And uh, so in this episode, I talked to him really about two main things. One, I say, I, I ask him, you know, how is it that you got involved in this thing called the Engaging Missions Show? And then secondly, we actually, I actually ask him our made for missions three questions. The idea there, by the way, is that, uh, you know, with all his, I mean, he's actually like on the 230 something ish episode. So he's, he's had over 230. And so the idea was, Hey, and, and not only what you think about these things, but as you've talked to all of these different missionaries, I would love to hear what it is that uh, you're learning and apply that to the made for missions three questions. So, so I'm going to play the interview now. I'll be back after the interview for some final comments. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with you after the interview. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this, the latest episode of the made for missions podcast. I am Mike Falkenstein and, uh, here today, uh, late June, talking with Brian Etzminger, and uh, Brian is the uh, host of the Engaging Missions podcast, and I've just really looked forward, Brian, to be able to talk to you because, uh, as I just mentioned to you, the even as I have a podcast and people are talking to me about it, there's also people who are then saying, oh, Mike, have you heard about this? Other, you know, it seems like our podcasts are at least in somewhat the same space. And so it's a great uh, privilege for me to uh, to have a talk. And so thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And so I know that um thought I would start, Brian, is if you could just give people kind of the quick two or three minute kind of uh, bio on you. I know you're working... Um, uh, not in full-time ministry. You told me something about a, a, a pet food company that you work for. And so give us just kind of, be, it'd be fun to begin just uh, by giving us kind of the, kind of the, the who you are and, and uh, how you got interested in uh, missions uh, story. We'd love to hear a little bit of, of that. Sure. Yeah. So I, I do work full-time. I'm just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, I work for a large pet food company doing logistics planning. And so what that means is 40, 50 hours a week, I sit at a desk and work with a computer trying to find ways to get the products that we manufacture to the people that want to feed them to their pets as efficiently as possible. So we work with large retailers that you're probably familiar with, and we try to get our products there as inexpensively as possible and trying to find ways to locate where we are as close as possible to the people that that are interested in buying the product so that we can not just save costs, but we can also service them faster and service them better. Um, I do that full-time. I'm also involved in a local church, fairly heavily involved there. Uh, I have a wife and two kids. They're they're actually out of town right now, so I've got a little bit of time to talk, and that's, that's, that's wonderful. And then I that's guess great. about, yeah, maybe four years ago, I I was working full-time, and I was just looking for something 
a little bit more to do, something a little bit extra. And I really enjoyed podcasts. I really enjoyed listening to them. And I had some background in audio production, not professionally, but I'd done some stuff here and there that did or didn't pay money. And I thought, well, I've got this experience, but what would I podcast about? And as I thought about it, I thought, well, I know a few missionaries. And a lot of times they have these incredible stories and they don't necessarily have a platform to share them on. You know, maybe they have a newsletter that they can send out to a few people and maybe they are able to itinerate or go around and meet people in churches every few years when they're, when they're back in the States. And so I just thought, well, maybe I can provide a way for them to share their story so that the people that are connected to them can hear that and be encouraged and understand that what they're doing in terms of prayer and giving and whatever their involvement is, that, that that's making a difference. And they can start to see a little bit of the fruit of the kingdom. And then also, as people hear this, I figured a few people might be interested to come back and hear from missionaries they'd never heard from before because of mm. the stories, because of overcoming challenges, things like that. And so the the thought then was maybe a few of these, they'll connect with another person. Maybe somebody who's listening will receive some encouragement or some insight. Maybe somebody will go, hey, this is a missionary I've never heard of before, but I really appreciate what they're sharing. And I might want to learn more about them and maybe consider being involved. So my my hope in that was really that that kind of thing, to provide a place for missionaries to tell their story, what God's done in their life, the challenges that they face, some of the things that they've overcome, what they see God doing, the, mm. the vision that they have, and for people to also then learn from that and to, to have that opportunity to be more fully invested in what God's doing globally as they hear those stories. That's really awesome. Yeah, I know that uh, just picking up on what you've just said, I know I've uh, listened to a few of the podcasts of uh, your podcast lately, and I know that uh, I, I notice a number of them are, you know, how, and then someone's name, uh, you know, became a missionary, uh, you know, and I just really appreciate that because the uh, those stories of how God, you know, took someone from, you know, either not having a heart to do that to having a heart or being unsure to being very clear that that was the calling is, I'm sure you're finding a lot of powerful stories there. I think I am. And for me, it kind of speaks to the fact that there really isn't a one-size-fits-all calling or process. When I grew up, I, I grew up in the church, and so I would go to youth camps in the summers, and there was, there was a bit of a formula, I think. Not, not, a, not a bad or intentional formula, but the, the week went through a progression as they were ministering to the teens, of which I was one. And you know, one of the last nights was, you know, if you feel God is calling you to full-time ministry, you know, then you know, come up here and we'll pray for you. And I don't want to say that that's not valid, but what I'm hearing is, yeah, some people have that call on their lives when they're younger. Some people have that call maybe immediately when they meet Christ at whatever age that is. But some people, maybe they have a career, maybe they have right. a career and a half. And you know, as they approach retirement age, God calls them to something different. And I, as I started hearing those stories, I really wanted to highlight that because I didn't want anybody else to think, well, if God didn't call me when I was 16, then he can't call me. Yeah, so that's right. That's very powerful. And in fact, uh, yeah, that could be a whole, a whole separate podcast episode, but certainly this idea <laughs> of, you know, particularly those people who have had their career were able to, uh, you know, retire early, maybe in their mid-50s. You know, some of these uh, companies allow you to retire at that age. And rather than to say, okay, I'm going to hit the golf course uh, 
six, you know, five or six days a week, or I'm going to do this or that, or, you know, to say, hey, what is it that God wants me to do next? This idea that maybe we should think about retirement different, right? There's still, there's still things that we can do for the Lord. And I've known a number of those people who could take their, their life experience or business experience and be very uh, used in that way. So yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> that's a, that's a good message. So I saw that you have the latest episode that you've um, posted on your Engaging Missions podcast is episode 232, which is really something uh, because, you know, we're on episode today. This What we're doing today will be our episode 85. So I guess I'm wondering, uh, I mean, in order to get to 232, I guess I'd just be interested to know you know, how you're finding, you know, because you, you have to continue to have stuff to talk about, right, to get to into yeah. the 230. So um, how are you finding these people? What is it that you're using to, are these people just coming through Nashville or how do you know most of these folks that are on your podcast? So that that's actually the, the craziest thing. I was talking a few months ago now with Alan Smith, who was the very first guest on the show back four-ish, a little bit over four years ago. he He's a missionary that I know. He's actually now a missions pastor, but at mm. the time he was a missionary and kind of an assistant missions pastor, led a lot of short-term trips. He was the first guest on my show because I knew him. And then oh. every time I had a guest on the show, I just said, hey, do you, do you know somebody I should talk with? And that, that led me to a couple of other people. I, I knew a guy who was a missionary in Israel, who knew a guy who had been in Myanmar, who knew a guy who is in the U.S. involved in church planting and discipleship, who knew a guy in Florida, who knew a guy, and it's just, I don't don't want to say guy like they're all guys, because actually it is a little bit male-heavy, but there are a good number of women as well. And every time they send me one, I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm sure you've had some women too. Yeah, and so every time they send me somebody, I go, well, let's, let's record this one and see where that takes us. That's great. That's really great because I would be interested to know uh, the average podcast, uh, you know, how many of the episodes, how many episodes people do until they finally go, okay, that's all. I mean, I think you're probably on the outer edge. So that's pretty impressive. So what I've heard is that most podcasts, if they actually launch, because a lot of them never do, they just end up being ideas in somebody's mind that never gets put down. But if they do launch, I've heard that most podcasts stop somewhere between seven and ten episodes and never publish another one. So you're, you're wow. already you're already leading the charge yourself. Wow, isn't that something? That's really yeah. incredible. So, well, uh, hopefully, um, Brian, what we're going to be able to do next is uh, use some of that uh, wisdom you've gathered, some of that advice you've gathered, and some of the. Uh, some of the nuggets you've gathered, you know, and with our podcast, we have this, uh, what we call our made for missions, three questions. And the idea here again, is that as we ask these three questions that, and as we get then a lot of answers that we'll have a very broad view of the answers, having, you know, had a lot of different people, um, you know, give the answers. So, um, I'd be interested to hear what you think about these three questions. So, let me begin with our first of our three questions, which is, given the passages of Scripture that address the Great Commission, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? 
I, I guess I, I want to kind of start this one off by just saying that, yeah, I'm going to give an answer, but this is one that I don't feel like I do pretty well. So I don't want people to think that I'm answering from a place of strength, but rather a place of aspiration. Mm. So to answer it, yes or no, I absolutely do believe that the Great Commission that is is part of our normal life. Now, whether that means going to the grocery store or going to Myanmar or North Korea or any of the places we think that missionaries can't even go, I would say that it, it's both of those. And, you know, one of, one of the places that I kind of struggle with this is I think that, at least for me, I don't want to put my baggage on anybody else, but I think that a lot of times we view that as being only about evangelism. You know, the Bible says, go and make disciples. But I think that a lot of times we, we really equate that to, to a person who kind of goes around and the, pretty much the only thing they're about is either aid, you know, mercy ministry, some kind of aid with the gospel as part of that, which is not inappropriate, or somebody who goes around and maybe at the grocery store or every person they meet, they're asking them if, if they know Jesus and taking them through the four spiritual laws. But I don't think it's only that, right? I think it can be so much bigger because discipleship isn't just that first interaction. It's also the, the opportunity to speak into people's lives, to call them up to, to where God has called them. And so, yes, I believe it is. I, I think sometimes we have a a little bit of a narrower focus on that than than I do. Yes, well, and you brought out a good point, right? That uh, in previous episodes of our podcast, you know, we've talked about how reaching your neighbors can be, you know, a fulfillment mm-hmm. of the Great Commission for some people, or starting a Bible study in your office, or you know, certainly only only certain people are called overseas. But you know, we've all got people in our lives that are without Jesus around us, right? So, you know, you can have a very effective ministry right there in your, you know, where you work in your pet food company and never leave Nashville area. And then maybe that's just all that God's called you to do. And I think that's, you know, that's great. So it sounds like you've got a good perspective on that. So Brian, we go from there to kind of the, the next part of it, which is, okay, if the Great Commission is a normative command for all Christians, Question two kind of goes further. It says, furthermore, uh, what is the follower of Jesus's responsibility in knowing about the Great Commission and his or her responsibility to obey it, especially given passages like John 14, 15, where Jesus is saying, you know, essentially, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So I I spent some time thinking about this one because I wanted to approach it somewhat carefully, right? Because this any of these could really easily be taken out of context and be taken to mean something else. At the root level, I go, well, this <laughs> this means that you need to know God's commands and then do them. Uh, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that sometimes we look at that and we go immediately back to the Ten Commandments. You know, don't lie, don't steal, don't worship other gods. And I don't want to say that's inappropriate, but I think for me, the, the way I view this is it all goes back down to that con- conversation about love. Jesus saying if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, it's easy sometimes to look at somebody who's failed at a command and say, well, maybe that person doesn't love God. And I can't say whether they do or don't, but as we continue to grow in that love and in our relationship with God over the, the days and the weeks and the decades and the years, we begin to grow more into obedience. You know, we, we, we learn things like it's important to, to love our neighbor. And that if we love our neighbor, we're, we're naturally going to keep the law because we're not going to do things that mm. devalue them or dehumanize them or take things away from them. We're going to do things like 
lifting them up and exalt, you know, exalting them, not in the sense of exalting them like we do God, but lifting them up and helping them become better people. We're also going to follow commandments like baptism and fellowship and communion and prayer. We're going to do all of those things. And as we do, I, I think it becomes this thing where just like a marriage, you know, when I, I love my wife, we've been together 10 years now, well, 10 years in October. And sometimes I don't do a great job of doing the dishes when she's not feeling so good. Sometimes I do. And that relationship kind of ebbs and flows, but I do love her. And so because of that, I continue to try to become better. Oh, right. Yeah. The first part, of course, is knowing God to be able to love him. And then as you love him, then you're going to do what, yeah, he's commanded us to do. So, so the third is, um, and this, this actually is where I'm particularly interested, you know, in your experience with your podcast, you, you may have had some good responses uh, yourself. So uh, the third of our questions is finally for the average Joe or Jane Christian, what are the top ways you would suggest for him or her to see Great Commission fulfillment in uh, in their lives? So this is just kind of a first steps kind of a thing. If you've got someone who's listening who goes, yeah, I know, I, I love Jesus, I want to obey him, but I'm, I don't quite know what to do or how to go about doing that. So so first steps, have, have you heard some things from others or do you have some advice for folks that might be listening? Yeah, I think one of the one of the church planters I had early on shared this with me, and it, it was mind blowing when I heard it, and it shouldn't have been, but frankly, it was. In my mind, it comes down really to probably three or four things, right? So, get loving God and spending time in the prayer and in the Word. That that's that should be a given in our lives that we should start with prayer and start with hearing from and talking with God, and then beyond those mm. two, then it, I think it goes to just writing down a list of the people in your life and making a note about whether, in your estimation, are they near to God or are they far from God? And then when you look at that and you see, okay, the people that are far from God, you start praying for them and asking God to do something deep in their lives that draws them to Him and asking Him mm-hmm. for the opportunity to maybe be a part of that. And then you know, beyond that, it starts walking into things around obedience. But I think that's the starting point is you go, okay, relationship with God. Now let's think about the people that are already in my life and of those who are far from God and pray for them because we have, I have a habit of more often praying for people who are close to God about what might be minor things in their lives and not, not concerning myself as much as I ought with the people in my life who are far from God and are facing something much much worse. Very good. I appreciate that. I mean, certainly the you know, getting your walk with the Lord right first and hearing from God, I think that's good. And then I particularly like, you know, your number two, right? Uh, making a list in kind of our, um, in our world, we talk a lot about just uh, in your neighborhood, listing out the, the people that are the six houses that are closest to you. Um, and it's interesting how very few people actually know all their neighbors' names a lot of times, right? And so that's the first part of it is, well, in order to have an impact with those closest, you know, making a list, if you don't know their names, obviously going to, going and finding out uh, who they are and, you know, introducing yourself. And then, yeah, just as you said, just begin praying for them. And you could do that in your neighborhood. You could do that again in your workplace or, 
even as you said, just the people that you know that are closest in your life. So that's really good. I appreciate that a lot. And so, Brian, as we end our um, conversation together, I'm wondering before we end, would you have any last encouragement or thoughts or anything else that you'd want to share kind of in this area of these areas that we've been talking about? uh, As I think about that one, I think that sometimes we appropriately have the picture that God's call leads us and that we have a picture of where we're going. But I'm also reminded that God called Abraham to a place he was going to show him. Now, I'm not not saying that Abraham wasn't called, but I think sometimes in our lives, or at least in my life, I want to see the destination before I, I say to myself, well, God must have called me to do that. And I would say mm-hmm. that sometimes what God calls you to is just one step or just one more day or just one conversation or just one thing. Because what he honors, at least the way I read scripture, what he honors in our lives isn't whether or not we make it to a destination, although destinations are important. What he honors in our lives is faithful obedience, one decision at a time. Amen. Thank you for that. That's good. And that goes back to the, you know, John 14, 15 of it. And yeah, just maybe uh, we have some friends in uh, Dallas that uh, direct a church called Watermark Church. Watermark Community Church, I think is the actual name. And they have a thing that's similar to that, which is uh, sometimes the most missional thing that you can do is just go walk your dog in your neighborhood. Right. You don't think that walking your dog would be all that missional, but you might just meet a neighbor and you, you know, you uh, start up a conversation and yeah. So I really appreciate that. So Brian, if people wanted to um, engage with the engaging missions podcast or with you, what are the best ways to do that? I know there's a website. I see a, uh, what a Facebook page and Twitter page. What, uh, what contact information would you want to give for people to be able to contact you guys? You know, I, I would say just visit engagingmissions.com and choose the contact message you would prefer. I am on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have my email address right there. All of that's available. Just choose the one that you like the best, and I'll be glad to connect with you wherever you are. And it sounds like from the uh, from what you said earlier, if there are others in missions that are listening even today, it sounds like you'd be interested in uh, getting in touch with them for your podcast. Is that right? Absolutely. I would love to hear from them. And that probably the best way for that is just to shoot me an email. It's easier to respond to email if, if it's something like that. Okay. That's great. So, well, great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for the time. I know that, uh, yeah, from this conversation, we could have had, you know, two or three more. So I really am hopeful we'll be able to have you back on the podcast. And uh, I'm just thankful for you. Thanks for what you do and looking forward to uh, staying in touch. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. I appreciate that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 85th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I'm glad that you've joined us. I hope that you enjoyed the interview with Brian Etzminger. Boy, I just so appreciate that guy and uh, hope to, again, hope to meet him personally. Hope to be on his podcast again. I hope I can have him here again because uh, as it is normally the case, you know, we really just kind of scratch the surface as it relates to some of these issues 
relating to Great Commission fulfillment and uh, this idea that the Great Commission is a normative command for all Christians, uh, which we strongly believe here at 18 Catalyst. And so, Brian, thank you again for being with me. Uh, I sure appreciate it. And for those of you who do want to start listening to his podcast, which I would highly recommend, as he just mentioned, simply go to engagingmissions.com and uh, you can subscribe via iTunes. Uh, He has the RSS feed for his uh, podcast there as well. Uh, Connect with him on uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, Google+, Pinterest, so forth and so on. Uh, Connect with Brian all right through the website. So um, again, Brian, thank you very much. For those of you who want to know more about 1-8 Catalyst and our ministry toward pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide, please go to our website at 1-8-Catalyst.org. Uh, that's uh, one eight catalyst one and eight are spelled out in word form. Uh, connect with me via Twitter on uh, at missions Mike. And uh, again, we I was at I was without my co-host Ken Watmore. He's at Ken Watmore, and uh, hopefully he'll be back here with us before too long. Although I have to say, um, as much as I've, I've as I've missed having Ken Watmore, uh, it's also kind of fun to do these um, interview episodes because you know we learn some more about some things from people that uh, we didn't know, and uh, it's great to have some new people um, on the podcast, and so we sure appreciate that as well. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to having you with me on the uh, 86th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. <laughs>